Hey, this is John from Blackwoods Tattoo. A little bit about myself. I've been tattooing for about 14 to 15 years now. Back then, I started out as a product designer, working a 9 to 5 job, while tattooing out of my bedroom. Now thinking about it, it was a good solid 8 years that I tattooed from home before I opened up my own studio, which is about 6 and a half years now. To me, tattoos are like milestones. They all tell the story. I like it especially when it's deep and meaningful to its owner. This podcast is about the stories behind my clients' tattoos and their experiences with events and life itself. An exchange of experiences and stories. And of course, in most cases, most things are just a matter of perspectives. So I ask you, who is listening, to have an open mind and maybe we all get to learn a little bit something about each other. Who knows, some stories may inspire you. And with that, I hope you enjoy this podcast. My name is Ashraf. Okay, you can call me Ash. Everybody calls me Ash. I'm 26 this year and I'm a personal trainer. I've uh, been doing PT for... Oh shit, man! I only got to count. Um, close, yeah, yeah, close to maybe about four years, I would say. Before that, was working other odd jobs, working a uh, security as a bouncer and everything. Uh, and then uh, today, I'm here uh, with John doing his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, bro. so, so, how um, you want to share with them? Like, how do we, you know, like, how do we arrive on the today? And what was the tattoo that we are doing? Maybe. Uh, maybe the meaning behind it, the story of it, and how do you personally relate to it? Okay. Um, so I start off with my very first tattoo journey. Okay. First tattoo was basically a Viking rune on my middle finger, uh, on my right middle finger, actually. So that was a small one, and then I know it's going to snowball into a bigger one eventually. Lah. Um, John was the first person or the first artist, I would say, that uh, when I saw his work, uh, it really resonated with me. You know, his conceptual work was very, very nice. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to John. La. <laughs> um, shout out to Zai. Shout out to Zai also. <laughs> um, so basically, I, at the start, I wanted a tattoo that was original, I would say. You know, um, didn't really want something that, you know, I showed him a picture of, then he just uh, did it for me. Something that meant something to me and... If uh, I told him about it, he would kind of like sketch it out. Um, so his designs really resonated with me. Um, the first tattoo I had with John was of um, Hercules. Um, it's on my right chest. Uh, I think it was what, like a year ago maybe? Or yeah, probably. I think probably around yeah. a year ago. I know him for that long, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole right side of my arm basically is still a work in progress. Um, the whole team... I want it to be a 12 labors of Hercules. So currently we're doing the second labor, which is the Hydra. The Hercules is done already. Um, I've always uh, resonated with um, the psychology side of tattooing and everything. I know not every tattoo to me has to have meaning, as per se. But I mean, for most of it, I think to me it, it has to have some kind of meaning also, lah, besides just being nice. Um, the flash tattoo that he's currently doing right now 
the back of my neck, which I can feel it right now. <laughs> um, I think that one re- really resonated uh, with me also. Um, what what did you title it? Um, I think uh, going in from your ins- insecurities, right? Something yeah. to do with your insecurities, right? Yeah, but um, I told him also that um, to each each his own also, it, it means something else. Um, I think the main thing that it means to me boils down to one simple word. Actually, it means detachment, actually. Detachment. Uh, detachment, yeah. Um, it's because, uh, I mean, I, I don't think they can see the tattoo, right? Yeah, but you go to John's page, shout out to John, you can see uh, that it is basically an eyeball yeah. with a man opening up a door with different hands trying to reach out to him also. Lah. So detachment is something which is very, very important to me growing up right now and I'm still trying to grasp right, this, this concept of detachment also. Lah. Like leaving not just insecurities but you know, people's opinions and everything about me so uh, I can go on with life you know, without having all these thoughts of other people thinking of what they think about me and everything. I think um, growing up, um, I was um, kind of different, I would say, also, you know. I wouldn't say a black sheep, but a different sheep. Um, mm, I would say my my uh, family is a little bit more traditional, also, and if you were to look at me right now, I wouldn't be as traditional. So, um, it's been a year, you know, I've been living on my own and everything, and that's a huge step for me, also. So, I think this, among all my tattoos, this is the one that really means something to me because I'm actually living the life of this tattoo currently right now. Um, unlike the other ones, which is nice and also has meaning, has a theme, but this one really, really is not as personal. So when I first saw like his series of tattoos that he did all the flash tattoos, right? Um, I was hoping that uh, nobody took this tattoo because it's a one for one on here. And that's, that's just when I saw this, luckily nobody took this yet. so. I'm like, fuck it, man. Um, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you say right, is like your biggest uh, fear, for example, like, you know, in terms of like, uh, and how do you actually relate to this piece, you know, in a way? Mm, good question, man. Um, I wouldn't say so much of fear because for the longest time, I didn't know what my actual, like, you know, physical fear was. Some people, like, you come up to them and say, oh, bro, I'm scared of cockroach, lah. I'm scared of lizard. I, I, I can't really put my finger on what really I am afraid of physically. Okay. It's more of a feeling, you know, that uh, I'm afraid of. So what is that feeling? I'm still trying to find it also. Um, I think currently it's a little bit different. I found out that um, I kind of have the fear of being on my own, not like right now, but, you know, the fear of the unknown, especially if, like, I'm traveling overseas. I never really traveled overseas before. Uh, next m- month, I'm actually gonna do it for a short while. And where are we heading to? You wanna tell them? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh no, cause like the previous few uh, like holidays I've been to, mind you, uh, this is um this is post COVID already. Uh, so um I haven't really been anywhere for three years. Uh. Um, I I've started um taking the hobby of climbing up mountains. Haven't done it yet. I'm gonna start small first. So. The first mountain is going to be Rinjani. It's going to be a walk in the park. I hope so. Three days, two nights, I think. Um, and then after that, February is a big step forward. It's a 10-day hike of Everest Base Camp or so. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I started um, working out, you know, because working out is a big part of my life or so, but not working out to 
hike or anything. So this is a first or so. Um, yeah, I would say that's my fear right now. Um, in terms of fear in the past, uh, that's a whole different story actually, right? So I think everybody has their own past and kind of things that, you know, kind of haunts them till now. Yeah, growing up, I was growing, uh, growing up with a single mother also. So my father left me when I was, I think I was five years old, I believe. Yeah, five, four, four and a half, five years old. Um, so that's the conversations that mostly uh, me and John kind of have in our other tattoo sessions or so. It's like, you know, growing up without a father, how difficult it was and how it kind of like molded me, you know, into the man I am today. Not saying that I'm anything, you know, but I'm still trying to find myself. But I would say that, you know, yeah, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm, if, if nobody's proud of me, I, I would say I'm proud of myself also of, of, you know, shaping out to be like this in a sense as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what do you think you will find, you know, when like, overcoming those uh, things like Everest Base Camp? Mm. What do you think you will find in yourself, for example? I think you just kind of said it also, so it's finding myself also. Um, for the longest time, you know, I was kind of living in a bubble, I would say. Um, didn't really explore the world. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where I know myself. Um, my day-to-day -day is really, um, I would say I, I, I'm, like a, I'm like a robot in a sense, you know. Like I wake up quite early. Uh, I don't mind ending work late. I love my job. Um, but I never, uh, like every day when you go home, you just feel like something's missing, you know. Um, what's, what's that that's yeah, missing? Yeah, like whatever I'm missing is just that something that I have to find within myself and I can't stay confined in this space. So I kind of feel that I have to go out and kind of see the world, you know, and explore different life and see how is it life out there also. So taking a few days off especially, just to see how is it like as well. I think it's going to be a very eye-opening experience for me also. Lah. Yeah. Interesting, bro. So what do you think you will find within yourself bro? Like for those kind of trips? Because I don't think these trips are very... It doesn't come often, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not the easiest trips to do. And then... Yeah, first of all, I think it's... Uh, the first thing is, is the physicality also. Okay. Um, how far am I able to push myself? I've always... You know, ever since I started working out and I made it a, a career out of it, right? Um, I have never really pushed myself in in terms of physicality because I'm at a point where I believe that um, there's this term they say triple down on your uh, strengths, um, which I think really depends. It's very subjective. But if you're really good at something, then I believe that you wouldn't really know what you suck at. I suck at running, man, you know, so my 2.4 timing has always sucked. Um, but, you know, this past few weeks, I've been running more often, doing staircase climbs. Something besides lifting weights, which I think that, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll find out something about myself, you know, like how far am I able to push myself in terms of doing things which I am not comfortable with. I see. So, yeah. Okay. Do, do you like to be challenged, bro, most of the time? Oh, yeah, for sure, actually. Um, but again, you know, it, it, it comes it comes and goes and also when, when challenge comes to me in terms of uh, from physical standpoint, right? Uh, I believe that once you overcome it, you have another challenge, another challenge until in whatever area which you are kind of good at, you kind of become very efficient at it, then you need to find other areas also. And that's, that's, that's what the gym is to me. That's what just being very... Um, uh, ha having something physical to do, you know, that's always something else which you can do. So always like, you know, look at 
people like you know like I think John knows as well, David Goggins, you know, Joko Wheeling, all these all these kind of guys are the guys that really really um, resonate with me in a sense or so because these guys really push themselves to the physical boundaries, you know. So you know, I I aspire to be like that actually. Um, doing something which is literally out of my comfort zone. I've never hiked. Um, never went up. The, the best I went was Mount Batola, but <laughs> well, that was that's, that's in Bali, man. But that that's an everyday hike, you know. That's like you go up to Bukit Timah or some shit like that, lah. But then it's like longer, so uh, I, I hiked it up twice. That was the best that I did, so. Okay, bro. Quick question, uh, Yeah, man. Go what for it. what do you think, right? Like, or how does all this mindset? Uh, applies to personal life mm. in a way like what, what kind of like you know examples maybe you know like overcoming challenges and how does it apply to to that like how will you use it in, in terms um i think that first and foremost right in order to actually overcome something d- there has to be the the root of it i, I believe the yeah the the root of overcoming something has always been discipline to me. Okay. Um, discipline will get you to places where you don't think you can you know achieve something. So that is the daily driver to me. Discipline. Um, so how it affects me or any other mm. guy out there or girl. So uh, is that you know if there is an endeavor that you want to try and achieve, right? your daily driver has to be disciplined. And then it can also be something which you can apply to your daily life also. Lah. I mean, if you know, you are kind of like lazy and everything, then honestly, you just go to day to day. You don't really get the things that you want to do done, in a sense, like the achievements you want to achieve and all that. So you can apply it to work. You can apply it to your relationships. Um, Everything, friends, family, there has to be a certain form of discipline uh, in order for you to have some sort of, you know, balance in your life also. La. So I think that discipline is something which is um, just from a physical standpoint, if you're doing anything physical, you can apply it to, you know, your daily life also. La. Okay, I had yeah. to wake up in the morning, let's say 4.30 a.m. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, like, do that, you know. That is just... I think that that is something to for it's like the rock kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do, right? Because that Sanity, is yeah. exactly so. That is that is attractive, you know. That is, you know, like something people see, like wow, because it's so apparent, you know. Okay. Like, why the hell would you wake up at four thirty or five or four? You know, yeah. that is because you're disciplined. You want to get things done. You want to get to work. You know, you want to work out. You want to go to the. You want to go run. You want to go meditate. You know, do things like this just to get your day going in the in the right direction, lah. Um, yeah, but I mean, discipline can be in all areas, you know. Something as easy as you know, cleaning your room, you know, doing up your bed, stuff like that. Um, it snowballs, and I think that is very very important. That's 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 what the gym is to me. That's what um you know working out and anything physical is to me. Then eventually you have a you have a, a achievement to try and achieve. You have a goal. And then you try to go for it, you know. But everything stems from just that one word, like discipline. Mm. What are some of those insecurities, if you don't mind sharing, like, yeah, you know, sure. like uh, what are those things, right, that you resonate like with the current uh, society and everything that is yeah. happening around you now? 
and where it is going, you know, like how 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 do you actually? So um, I feel that you know, if you look at the tattoo, um, you know, the man is walking out the door. He's opening that door, and then there's a a whole bunch of hands trying to hold him back. Um, I feel like that's currently where I'm at. As I said just now, so like it's been one year I've been living on my own. Um, so. I live with housemates also. My housemates are awesome also. Mm. Um, shout out to Zai. Shout out to, no, not Zai. La. Shout out to Ragu. Okay, <laughs> Ragu, okay. Zai is no longer the housemate. Uh, Zai, Zai, Zai is not my housemate. He's my soulmate. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so just looking at the tattoo itself to me, you know, it really means something. It's, it's very profound to me because, as I said just now, growing up in a, in a very uh, traditional family, la. So, um, I have my other friends, which again, um, whatever I say, there's no right or wrong, but I believe that, you know, they, they always say the grass is greener on the other side also. La. There's some aspects of when I look at my friends and I see that, oh, I'm, I'm missing that aspect out. And also there is some aspects which I know they look at maybe my life and feel, oh, fuck, I'm missing this out also. Mm, so, right. um, that, that stems from, you know, Let's put it this way: If you you come from a traditional family, right? Traditionally, I'm 26 or so right now, so I can tell you, um, 90% of my friends are kind of married right now, okay. you know, um, having their own family and everything, which is which is perfectly fine, you know, to me. But um, at the same time, I think these are your prime years. This is where you actually find out things about yourself. The past one year, I've found out things about myself which I honestly didn't even know about myself, you know. Um, but then that all started with, you know, taking that first step, just like how the tattoo shows, taking that first step, going out that door, and just really taking the leap of faith, la, I would say. And again, there is going to be a whole bunch of people just going to be asking you, like, oh, Shay, why are you doing this? You know, why don't you just get married and stuff like that? But is then that all, all the time, bro? Like, is that like um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, especially in family, right? You know? Mm. I mean, dude. Every every single single twenty three year old and above, you know. Even if you're Malay, Chinese, or Indian, if you go to a wedding, your family's gonna ask you the same damn question. It's the expectation. It's the expectation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Is they gonna ask you, oh, when's your turn? You know, and then. It's what, about fuck off, yeah, man. yeah, exactly. That, what are you What are you gonna answer? You know, I mean, like. I mean, yes, you, you know, you can just like shrug it off and do, do you know, say, say like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not looking for a relationship anytime soon and all that. But then, who are you living for? You know, that's, that's the question that it becomes in the end. Do you think you'll be happy, you know, like married and everything? Yeah, um, do I think I'll be happy if there is uh, something figurative, la, if, if, if it happens? Um, yes, I, I will because, again, this is just a personal like, opinion or so. I think at the end of the day, uh, having somebody as a support system is very vital uh, mm. to me, and uh, I believe that depending on you know the kind of man that you are, also la, mm-hmm. If I have a wife, I think that my wife has to be like somewhat of a cheerleader to me. Okay. Yeah, like like I living alone, you find out that you are kind of self-sufficient in a sense, yep, yep. and that's gonna be difficult with uh, whichever you know, partner that you want in front uh, ahead or so. Because like, imagine if you already know that you can do kind of things and you can go about life on your own already. So in a sense that you know, 
the, the person that is going to be with you has to add value in a sense. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be about money, it doesn't have to be about anything, but to me, it just has to be kind of like a cheerleader in a sense, like, like you know, spur me on also. Uh, kind of remind me who I am and everything like that. I think that that's great also. And then coming back to your question also, I think that um, eventually, right, if once it's said and done, you know, if I've, I've done what I want to do, maybe, you know, set out to, you know, explore myself a little bit more. Um, the next thing is, I think, is to, to have kids, you know. That's the next phase. Uh. Yeah, the next phase is to have kids. I think that that is something, as I said just now, so it comes full circle. So grass is greener on the other side, right? There is a certain sense of happiness that I see when my friends have kids also. I just cannot put my finger on it. But having yes, another dude, a mini you, right? <laughs> like to come home to every day is, is, is different, you know? It's, it's something which I eventually would want also. So I think that, you know, married, being married in the future is something that I would want also. Lah. But all in due time, you know, is uh, hopefully something that will happen. But if it doesn't happen, then it's, it's all good, you know? Uh, then I can find other ways of being happy also, you know. Um, there's so many avenues out there also. There's more, so many things to do also. If it's not for me, then it'll be for other people also, you know. Seeing like other people happy kind of makes me happy in a sense also. Yeah, man. But what, what do you expect in your partner then, you know, like besides being a cheerleader. cheerleader and everything, right? What, what kind of, or like what's your uh, love language la, and things like that? How do you... Ah. How do you feel that, you know, if you are being cared for and like, you know, how, how does that work for you, you know? Wow, very good question. Actually, I, I, I was out with a girl re recently, so she asked me what's my love language or so. Okay. And I, I, I don't really know what, do, that, there's five, right? There's five different love languages. I think, I, I'm not too sure. It's just one like, yeah, it's, one of it is like, like touch, la, one is like gifts, I don't know, something like that. Who made this up? I, I have no idea which, which, which psychologist made this up also, but, um, Love language, uh, or what do I kind of look for in a woman, in a sense? Yeah. Um, okay, of course, the first thing is I, I said, like, just, just being a cheerleader also. But I don't know. It's like, at the end of the day, it's the support system, la, you know. It's, it, it, it has to be there also. What's your ideal type? Bro? Like, what, what does she... Right now? Yeah. Right now, I think it's somebody who's able to have fun with me also, la. Not in a sexual way, la, but that's a bonus. But that, uh, that's a bonus. But that's, that's, that's definitely a bonus. Shout out to Zai. No, 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 no <laughs> shout out to Zai. Um, yeah, so it is um, um, where I'm at in life right now. I believe that the, the past few years has, has been, again, a little bit more confined for me. So I'm just exploring a little bit more of like, you know, going out, trying new sports and trying new activities. Having somebody to do that with me, I think that will be like definitely one of the plus points or so lah. Um, uh, emotionally, I think in a sense I'm more grounded than what I used to be. Um, but again, if, if if something goes wrong, you know, I think that is something which I, I kind of look for in a woman or so lah. Like somebody who is just will be there for me, you know. You need to be like very emotionally stable or. Yeah, you mean you mean the the girl? Yeah. Um. Yes, I would say yes because right now it's kind of hard for me to be. I'm I'm a little bit more direct right now, lah. You know, okay. I I've kind of like, you know, you have friends and all that. Like sometimes they tell about their problems, right? Then sometimes I'm like, dude, just just 
just shut the fuck up, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like your, your, your girlfriend or whatever. So, because sometimes the, from no problem become problem. Because, okay. you know, Example, I, like, like, I don't sound sexist, but then, like, sometimes it's like girls is like, you know, they, from no problem, they suddenly want to create problem, right? Abis, you're gonna then get a cancel of I'm just saying, like, how it is. You know, most of the cases, is, 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 it is like that. So, so, I mean, maybe guys also, lah, but I mean, like, I mean, most of the time, it, I, I hear it from, from women also. Lah. So, um, like, from the smallest things, you know, like, it, it becomes a, a, a big deal or so. Okay. So, like, I'm at a point right now, where right, don't, don't, don't make a small thing become a big thing just because you lack a little bit of drama in your life. Maybe that's good. Right? No drama is good also to me. Right? Yeah. So, in terms of being emotionally stable, yes. Um, yes, we will have our ups and downs just like every human being also. But you have to stay grounded in a sense or so lah. If so, so something the ones that you're meeting yeah. always has a lot of like drama, is it like is that what you're trying to say, bro? Yeah, 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 a bit. So um yeah, being just you know, emotionally grounded is something that I'm big on also lah. Uh emotionally mature emotionally mature uh is, is is definitely something that, you know, I would want also lah. Mm. Because you can't be every single small thing turns into a big thing. You know, if we can to become a fight, right? exactly, then yeah. it becomes into a fight, and then it it becomes into something big, and then, then it affects both parties also, because you at that point in time you both come become a little bit emotionally unstable in a sense also. So, um, if both are grounded, right, a small problem to me can get resolved very quickly. Mm. If it's a bigger problem, then it can be resolved together. Um, you know, then that is to me like the support system that it should be lah. Not every min- minor thing sh- should be a big thing also. I I believe. So yeah. you you believe in like uh, let's say we have a quarrel today, right? It has to be settled by today, things like that. Or I I mean I mean it depends. You know, it 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 depends on the 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 whole uh, situation also lah. Doesn't have to be resolved, you know, immediately. Okay. But then you know whatever that that the other party or even I say next, you know, kind of has to make sense, <laughs> you know. So, if it doesn't make sense, that's when I'm like, ah, fuck. Wait, like, logical why sense d- or? Yes, uh, logical sense and in whatever areas that we're talking about, you know, it has to make sense according to whatever situation that it is. Lah. Don't suddenly like, you know, whatever situation it is, suddenly you pull up something from the past and like, that has no relation with whatever that is happening right now, you know, for example. You know, you get what I mean? So it's like, and, and I hear that all the time. It's like sometimes you can't pull out a card, right? Then suddenly, hey, like at the time you, you this one, that one, like you go out with this girl or you text her, for example. Lah. Then that becomes another big issue. So again, from a small issue, become a big issue. Just because you kind of like pull it out and everything or so. <laughs> pull it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what's your take on toxic masculinity, man? I think the current that, generation. Yeah. You saw how I was very quick to jump to the question, right? <laughs> Um, I think it is it's definitely something that exists, especially right now. Um uh, there's 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 a lot of you know psychologists which I like to listen to, which uh whatever they say, you know, to me at the end of the day, whatever subject that it is, right, it has to make sense. You know, toxic masculinity is something that exists. Why? Because if you were to look at you no know, men and how they were in the past and how men are right now, 
there's a very, very big difference in how we behave also. I'm not saying that we all should go out with swords and knives and shields and all that stuff, you know. But then at the, s at the same time, you know, a man has to stand his ground also. Lah. Um, Jordan Peterson, some, somebody that we both like to listen to, always says that it's, it's not okay to be weak. You know, um, you as a man, you have to, you know, kind of like stand your ground and everything. And then uh, those people who can't accept that message, it becomes a term, which is right now toxic masculinity. So whatever masculine side of you right there, it becomes toxic in a sense. And I was, I was looking at like TikTok and seeing a few videos, mm -hmm. and then like, I was rolling through the comments, and then there's, there's, there's you know, you know, women are like the the, the account there you know, they were saying like, um. But it's not okay to beat your girlfriend or your wife. Okay. So I think that is when society gets it misconstrued. That toxic masculinity has never been about violence. You know, it's never been about uh, being a misogynist. It has always been about men, for men. You know, like okay. you have to be strong in a sense because. I think life is very tough, you know. For a guy, or is it like for for both? I would say, okay. but then I would say more so for a guy also lah. Okay. Um, we are we are the guys who have to provide in a sense. We are the ones that work shitty jobs. Um, there is a certain kind of uh, level or what people expect, there's an expectation out of men, you know, right now also. And then if he is not able to do that, then people will say, it's okay, you know, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, let, what let are these expectations, bro? I mean, like, um, that, that has, you know, like, like a representation, for example, of like yeah. uh, masculinity, mm. what are these that you would think? Like, I would say is to be a provider, so that's a very important thing also. So, of course, we have to be providers and everything. So, but I think the other thing which like kind of makes toxic masculinity a thing right now is also um, the fact that people want it to be equal in a sense. So, women want things to be equal. Um, so, the number one thing is how um, we are being paid. There's there's a very big difference in like, you know, difference in pay between a man and a woman in a sense. Not saying women earn less, but if you were to look at the 1% of the world, of people who are the richest, I would say is, is owned by men. Lah. Is yeah. it happening in Western countries or is it around the whole world? Or something I like? believe it's in the whole world also, so you know, but mostly I would say if you look at the very prominent figures in the world, Guys like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they do come from the States. So that's where it's derived from and that's where you know, people kind of like take it from also. Lah. Okay. Yeah. But um, they want to kind of get paid as equally as a man. Mm. But again, what Jordan said was true. Why? Because you're taking a very tiny substrata of men in the world who, are, who have that kind of uh, money, right? And saying that you want yourself to be like that. You're not looking at the other guys, the other men who do work shitty jobs also, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, they, they kind of like, um, did a, 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 an interview on the streets and asking, uh, you know, uh, random women, um, saying like, okay, then would you work 
you know, a job in the sewers? Okay. Would you work as a garbage man? And honestly, all of them said no. Why? Because they said that's a man's job. So where did this misconception of it being a man's job uh, come from? You know, that's that is my question also lah. Um, if if everything has to be equal in terms of pay, shouldn't the responsibilities be equal as well? Because I believe that you know, if you want something, you have to take on more responsibilities lah. And if you're not willing to do that and you want to pick and choose the kind of work that you do, then I don't think that you would have that right in the first place or so. Um, but don't get me wrong, because women can do things which men can't. You know, giving birth is something which is... I have never heard of a man giving birth. Lah. So, I mean, if you have, please please, uh, please tell me. So, But then, no, I've, I've never heard that. Also. So that's a privilege. Also. Y- yes, it, it can be a pain, lah, you know, literally. But then what comes out of that is literally something that is beautiful. We don't have the ability to do that. You know, okay. women have. Um, so, so is this association with like toughness being masculine? Uh... Is, is that what the society you think uh, thinks or have an impression about? Uh, yeah, I, I think definitely. Um, again, it, it doesn't have to be being or looking physically tough. Okay. Um, that is a plus point la, to me, you know, because that is the most apparent thing, you know. Like if you were to go out and you would see a big muscular guy, you would like, like yourself, bro. No, no <laughs> very forty percent only. Forty percent. Then you would associate that with being masculine. But then, if you know, if somebody who's not like that, he has his own masculine side also. You just don't see, you know. But let's try conversing with a guy like that. Okay. Whatever that comes out of his mouth for the next twenty minutes. You can straight away tell whether this guy has his shit together or not also, you know? And is that considered as masculinity? I think it does. I think it, it, it means... If, if more than anything, it's more masculine than anything else, you know? There are, you know, there are, I know big guys also that, you know, don't really, you know, have this kind of side to them also. So I think, like, ethically, having this is more important than... Physically looking the part only, because anybody can look the part also. But you know, once you open your mouth and then once you start talking, right, people will get a sense of where, where, whether this guy. Shout out to yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the masculine guys out there, la. But you know, people will get the, the 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 sense of whether you know, does this man has his shit together also? Um, again, the then people will say like, oh no, then you can't be. Like that all the way, or it can't be masculine all the way, or so what, you know? So the idea of masculinity is like being tough, being like, like almost stoic, like, yeah, in o- some way. Yeah, almost stoic, like, also. And then my previous session with John, also, I kind of have conversation about stoicism. I mean, like, there, there is something that is widely um, accepted in a sense, also, right now. Okay. Because the whole thing about stoicism is that, okay, if, if, oh, if things. Part, <laughs> <laughs> if, like, something is going bad in your life, then you have to accept it. But then the question is, in today's context, right, to me, if something shitty happens, yes, I accept it, but what do I have to do after that? I think that's when the masculinity steps in. Because it's easy for everybody to stay stay stoic in a sense, you know. If you take it word for word, it's just not caring, right? 
Okay. So, so that's stoicism. Yeah, that's that's in a sense that's how stoicism lah. Um, like whatever life throws at you, you have to be okay with it. And I understand that part. But what is gonna dictate whether you you you're steadfast or not is whatever you do after that. You can't just sit like a sitting duck and suddenly see like, oh shit, uh, this happened to me. I'm okay. I agree. I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Like just trying to convince yourself. Yeah, you're just yeah. trying to. Then then that doesn't become stoicism. That that is being. Bodo, man. Bodo, that's and that's <laughs> honestly being a bit lazy also, <laughs> la, Because you gotta do something. I'm just gonna wait here uh, under I'm the just, tree. I'm just let gonna. The fucking rabbit. Yeah, like, and then and doesn't that like in a sense become like. Murphy's Law also in a sense also Murphy's Law is anything that can happen uh, that can uh, that bad that can happen okay. will will happen lah. Okay. So if you take that in a sense that that can, can that can become misconstrued also lah. These two so I believe. So whatever you do after that is gonna dictate whether you know is she masculine or not. Oh, uh, in that sense. But and can a lady be stoic also? You know, like. Oh yeah, definitely. I think. And will that be? Masculine? Yeah, appalling to guys or, you know, like, w- would there be femininity in that sense, like, or how should they conduct themselves, you know? I think it's very subjective to, um, so who's, who's like, like, perspective is this coming from? Like, is this like a man looking at a lady or like a lady looking at a lady? Maybe a man looking at a lady. Okay, so it's a man looking at a lady. If you ask me, I think that, 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 that's a major turn on also for me, you know, it's like, it, it, that is something that is, she, you you got your shit together, you know, mm. and you know I I'm, I've met people and I've seen people also who who look the part. In today's society, it's all about looking the part, as I said, because it is the most apparent thing that's out there, lah. Okay. You see and then you know, then you can tell. But you can't base your judgment off that. You have to know the person first. True. I've I've seen people and I've met people who are who might seem like for example, ladies, they they look like they got their shit together, but when in you get to know, in actual fact, when you get to know them, they kind of don't. Okay. Whereas I'm, I've been on the other side of the coin also, where, like, I wouldn't say he doesn't have the shit together, but less lah, less. You know, you don't, like, look like a businesswoman and everything and like that. Quite, quite laps up also a bit here and there. But when I have conversations, it's like, oh, okay, you, you, you know what you're doing. You have your shit together also. So to me, I think it is, it is good. You know, it is a plus point. I think that it becomes... Um, a debate if the man feels a little bit more um, threatened in a sense. Okay. Because it's always a competition, right? Threatened in, in what way, man? Like, like uh, whether that woman has her shit t- together more than the man lah. Okay, okay. But that shouldn't be something which is bad, so to say. Like, you know, shouldn't that motivate you more? Mm. I think it would. If I were to have somebody who is, you know, more well off, you know, or you know, has a shit together more than me. I think that I'll be more motivated to do sh- <laughs> the, the the things that I need to do just to, you know, just be on her level. Also, I don't think that that is, you know, that is uh, too much masculinity in a woman lah. From a ethical and psychological or standpoint lah. I, I think it's really sub- subjective, right? It's like very subjective actually. Like also, some uh, things yeah. turn you on. Some things are attractive to you. Some things are yeah. not. Right? But obviously, if you like, okay, this is just my point of view, lah. And, and again, like, guys, yeah, everything here is very, like, it's just a personal thought, lah, okay? So, like, of course, physically, if somebody is like that, you know, I'm in an industry where I've, you know, that there are women who kind of look like men also, 
to me I don't really find that attractive but it's just to me also okay. you know you know but then like when you talk to them then they're very soft and then suddenly there's other women that you know is they look lesser than that but then they're suddenly like very like gung-ho you know but you know it's you don't really you can't really tell also lah in a sense also lah so yeah, that, that that's that actually. So How do you think that affects the relationship between, let's say, her partner, or so you know, if let's say she was a very stoic individual and uh, a more masculine figure, right, in mm. her relationship, lah. Yeah. Do you think that she has to pair up with a guy that is more feminine, or what's what is feminine, like in a sense? To you, lah, of course. I mean, like. Um, I think that. Again, subjective. Huh? Uh, I think that every woman has to have a feminine side also. Okay. That is to me what makes it attractive and what makes her a woman. Lah. You know? Um, if you ask me physically, if you are a bit more feminine, right? Mm. Like, I, I find that attractive. Okay. You get what I mean? Um, but if you are. Uh, Feminine in a sense where psychologically it's not wrong, you know, but there has to be a little bit of masculinity in your ethics, you know, also because you gotta be a little bit more like steadfast in a sense, lah. So too much to me on on some it's like a fucking pie chart, uh, to me, you know, like you put you put too much of that in just one aspect or one area, it becomes a little bit too much, and then if you get too much of this, then it becomes a little bit too little, you know, in that sense, also, lah. Um, just kind of fine-tuning also lah. And everybody is fine-tuning in a sense also right now, I believe. Okay. Like, um, every man and woman also in their life, they're kind of fine-tuning their... It's like a... Like, like, like I played Skyrim last time lah. Huh? Okay. <laughs> you play, John, you played Skyrim before? No, no bro. Okay. What was it about? Man? So it's like you are... You, cause you start off as this character, alright? And then you build your character according to whatever... Um, uh, whether you are like a warrior, a mage, uh, uh, I don't know like, what weapons you want to wield, and then you have all these different attributes okay. as you go along with the game and you get like whatever points and whatnot, and you put it in different aspects of how you want to be like also. Lah. Um, to me, life is like that. Like psychologically, you are building a character, the character is you. Um, due to whatever experiences that you have and how you want to go about doing it, you actually kind of put more in you know, this aspect, more in this basket. You fill up the bar for this and you, you, you reduce the bar for this. So, and then at the end, maybe there, there's no time frame, lah, you know, but once you kind of evaluate something, okay, what kind of character are you? Like, you know, whether you are more masculine, more feminine in a sense. Mm. Again, there's no right or wrong, but I think too little of something is is bad, and that is where the toxic masculinity comes out, lah. Yeah. Because I think there is too little of the the masculinity side in a lot of people, and then the problem is that people are saying that that is okay. So like, if you play Skyrim and you have too little of this, how the hell are you gonna slay that dragon? You know, okay. like you 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 can't. Why? Because that that aspect is too low. You need to bump it up a little bit, you know. Can you give me an example of like a uh, toxic masculinity trait? Like example, right? Will by explaining something, being a man, explaining something, does that count as being toxic? Mm. 
or what are some of the examples that you would think that are toxic masculinity traits? I, I think the number one right now in the world is Andrew Tate, right? Okay. <laughs> like everybody heard of this bald-headed Tate guy. Tate train, is it? That's that what we are going to Tate train, going to go <laughs> on success station. I think My everybody Lord. heard. <laughs> yeah. He, I think in the, in the first time of human history gets cancelled in all social platforms, which is unheard of to me. Uh, because he is deemed as misogynist. Yeah. So, but the context is this though, because he's a loud mouth, you know. He says it like how it is, and whatever is at the top of his head, he will just blurt it out through his mouth. But if you were to take it out of context, so let's just say right now this this um, okay, this is a very prime example here right now. Okay. okay. If this podcast were to last two hours and then there are some points which I say, which I know that I said, if you just take out that 15 seconds out, right now, I, uh, right then, I would straight away sound like I'm a misogynist. Confirm. Confirm. But then, am I really? No. I have already backed up my points later on already. I already came back to it. I already like, kind of addressed the whole situation, right? Does that make me misogynist? I don't think it does. It's just being taken out of context. So the whole, what, what, what's that culture? The, the mob mentality, right? So the mob mentality becomes a thing right now. Where cancel culture is, is there. If you don't like somebody, you literally band together with a group of people and then you cancel the guy. That is what happened to him. That's what happened to other you know, people who you know, have a platform and say something, influencers, even celebrities also, and it becomes a thing. Ah. Like you, there is a probability that you can get your livelihood axed out from society. Is it unfair? I think it's very subjective. For him, I think it's very unfair. Why is that so? Because I think that a lot of the things that he says is taken out of context. And you have to look at the guy. Lah. I think the guy is a funny guy, lah, honestly. Lah. Okay. Yeah, so like whatever he says sometimes, like, there are some videos where he actually kind of laughs and giggles at the end of it. Like with that's 15 second videos, you can see him laughing a bit. Because whatever he says is actually ridiculous, but not coming from a very like a uh, misogynist standpoint. Lah. It's just like way, it's like it's out there, you know, whatever he say. So then does does that make him or does that make him deserve to, to get cancelled? I don't think so. I think that there are things that people say more right now which, you know, they should get cancelled. So, okay, so I give you an example. I saw a video recently that there was, uh, again, there was there's this argument about femininity and uh, toxic masculinity or something like that. So this woman straight away went up to a guy and then say um, something along the lines of, I will shove this pull up your ass out, so, like something some, something horrible like that lah. Okay. Yeah, we can make fun and make a joke out of it, you know. But if a guy says that to a girl, it instantly becomes wrong. So to me, like, well, well, where's the kind of justice in that? Why, is, why, why are women allowed to say all these things? Is it because they're women, you know? And then we make a joke out of it. What if it really happens? <laughs> You don't think the guy would really like have a you know stick up his ass? It's kind of painful, right? 
So it's like it's it's in that sense I don't think it's fair also lah, you know. Yeah. So like take it that how it is also, but also there has to be some common ground also. Mm. You know, I don't think some of the things that, that um is is equal also in a sense also lah. Yeah. But it's kinda woke right now, like society in a sense. Like more men are aware of the traits and everything. So I think it's better also and what the influences like surrounding around the like controversy the, the controversy of um Andrew was that uh, they don't want men growing up right now the people who are younger right um to listen to him why because it would turn toxic also lah and again it's very subjective but it's kind of taken out of context to me also lah like because if you really listen to the whole thing. Whatever he says is not really that wrong. He has a couple of good points. So some of it, yes, might be a little bit more extreme, um, but just he's just saying it truthfully, lah. So, yeah. yeah. Where, where do you think the world is going, man? I mean, like we got, I uh, it's it's so explorative right now, right? Yeah. Like like everything goes. Everything. Everybody wants to be free. Yeah. Uh, it's so expressive, yeah. and yet on the other end, uh, people still are trying to cancel you because of your expressiveness. Yeah. It's it's to me I think it's a very messed up situation, you yes. know, like yeah. what where are we going? Do you have any idea like where is society going? I think whatever what what you said just now was like it's messed up in a sense where because it's too fast. Like look, everybody has their own point of view. But you know what makes one like correct and what makes one wrong? It, there's no right or wrong. But there has to be some common ground lah. It has to be, there has to be like, okay, this is where we draw the line and we stop it right there. You know? And some things are just not okay. The world hasn't found its common ground already lah right now. Because ev- everybody has an opinion. Right now, we have pronouns also. Yeah. So fuck, like, what the fuck am I supposed to call you right now? Like, I'll call you like a... Like, I'm just, I'm just supposed to call you like how you... I, Whatever I think you are, like, <laughs> what? Why is that, so that, that, why is that? Oh, yo, you call me it. Like, I have grown up where it is an inanimate object. Why the hell are you an it? You're breathing and you're moving and you're talking. Shouldn't you be a pronoun that is gender specific and whatever gender that I think you are is according to how you look, lah. It's not according to whether you have. A certain body part, and but then you actually don't want that body part, or whether you don't want that body part, but you have it gets so messed up already. That's just one aspect, pronouns already. And then now there's just like there's other things right now, like, like everybody wants to live and wants to be called whatever that makes them happy. Is that the case now? Like I think it is. Um, I wouldn't say so much in Singapore right now. Maybe there is, like, I, I don't know. Like I have a gay friend. Who hates this pronoun shit? Okay. So you literally have gays hating the g- some people in the gay community because they think it's too much, too gay. Okay. Like it has gotten to that point, you know. Like, w- so where do we draw the line? <laughs> then, um, to answer your question, I really don't know where it's going. And in all honesty, I'm kind of scared also at where it's going. Also, imagine if I have a son or a daughter growing up, right? Mm. Traditionally, how I grew up, right, it's not going to m- make any sense to the guy also. Because he or she is going to go to school 
and then it's gonna be taught different things. Yeah. So, like whatever that I was being taught is totally non-applicable to the next generation, you know. And I think that I wouldn't say that's messed up, but I have to, I have to go with the flow. I have to follow what society thinks is normal, and society don't even know what is normal anymore. Is is there an age, right? Like, uh, let's say if you send your kid to school, and then there is this uh, genderless or like mm. people, even in let's say in their primary school, for example, is it yeah. okay to be that, or is it not okay to be that? Again, I think this this becomes a very tough question. Also, like, okay, I. I work I work in the PG industry, right? Yeah. So I meet people from all walks of life. When the law for 377A came out, like not saying it's right or wrong, you know. Mm. Again, like this is something which is like it, it is to me like it, it can be done like it's right, like like who who you know, whoever you want to have sex with, that's that's totally up to you, you know. You you can't can't make a law and say you you can't have sex with another human being, regardless of his gender. But then the other question comes, for example, uh, okay, you say about school, uh, I pose you another question. What about NS? You know, there's so many like variables that can come out of just this one law that makes me kind of afraid. And this is coming from a regular, you know, f- f- like my client was a regular, right? So he was saying, uh, then, okay, let's just say you... You go to CMPB, you go and write down, you have male, female, non-binary. Or some shit, I don't know how many boxes will there be at that point in time or so. Then how are we going to bunk you in? How is, what is going to be your fitness level in a sense? Are you going to be, you know, for lack of a better term, more feminine in terms of your physical capability i'm not saying a woman cannot do shit and yeah, don't uh, don't say that. but then i i think can but then obviously you know there there are some like i can't tell you to go and carry that tire or bench press this amount you know just because you want to be equal as a man you just physically at a starting point you just it's just non comparable or so uh. so how does that play out when you're serving the nation so just because of your own kind of like um uh, train of thought and how you want to be identified as you get to do lesser physically or you get to bunk in with different people get to be treated differently now that does that become fair I don't think that is fair because at the end of the day going to NS uh, you, you are a soldier <laughs> I never see like a you know, like Got lah, like a bit like kunyang soldier, a bit like you know. But then you imagine you send to war like the whole strawberry. These are not strawberry generation already. This is like you know like strawberry, strawberry generation already lah. It becomes in a sense. Is that the people that you want to go send out to war to? Because that kind of becomes a bit fucked up, right? You know, like you you don't want to send these kind of people to war, you know. But that's just my take on it lah. We'll see where where it goes with the world. And especially with Singapore right now, because we have to be more ex- accepting also lah, and that's where we are at also. But then, like all these kind of laws will just pose a whole new set of variables in different societies also lah, in schools, in NS, in families also. Like, there's there's a lot lah. Like, you no, know, recently I have a friend, 
um, I just recently talked to also. So he was just like kind of like stressed out in a sense also lah. Uh, why? Because like his sister, his younger sister, uh, brought back home another girl lah. Okay, how young is this sister? Um, if I'm not mistaken, she's maybe in a poly or somewhere around poly, the age. Okay. Poly, poly, I think poly. Maybe working a bit, I don't know. Sure. Um, so, uh, when we brought it back, staying with her, so sorry, staying with him uh, in the same household for weeks and months already right now. And then um, it came to a point where the family was looking for her. And then... You know, it became a whole argument. He, his mother had to install a CCTV at outside the house because the family threatened to go and, uh, like, you know, want to call the uncle or to get back the kid, but the kid is scared and everything. But it all stems on the point that I think, I think, but this is high possibility, la, that uh, because you cannot be, like, your best friend also. Also, like, I've seen the sister, so it, it kind of, like, can fit the bill of a, of a lesbian, la, basically. And just from that fact alone, you bring another person like that, and then um, you know my friend gets really, really angry, lah, talking to the mother and saying like, uh, "Why are you putting our family in harm's way? You know all these things that happen just because you allow these things to happen, you know." Okay. And then the mother has to be accepting of the situation, lah. You know, this is just one of those scenarios that I put out there as well. Why? Because society has made it more uh, acceptable in a sense, ah. But then it it creates a whole different stratosphere of problems already. True. Like this becomes a pro these new things that you need to think about, you know. It's like you're playing like I don't know whether you guys go watch uh Black Black Mirror's uh Bender Snatch or not. <laughs> but it is basically a movie on Netflix where you control the outcome. So you have a couple of multiple choices, midway through, then it whatever you choose the ending is going to be different. Mm. This literally creates a whole new batch of variables, you know. Some is going to be more unheard of and then when it it come it be like it comes to the law already right. I'm sure there will be cases in the future where it becomes a bit more like unheard of like also so how do we like charge this person or based on who or based on what because you got different laws for different genders also, right? And then it becomes like a whole another problem, you know. You just uh, whereas you know, if you were to compare thirty years back, fifty years back, life was much more simple back then, you know. But yeah. do you think that the world is improving or or like it is degenerating? Degenerating may be a very hard word to yeah. say. I mean, it's a very tough word, lah. But I think I yeah, I think. The word that I would say is very conflicting. It's not improving. It's not degenerating, but I think it's very conflicted. And honestly, there is nothing good that comes out of too much confliction, also, because everybody gets confused. Every message gets misconstrued. Every single event or things that people do, you know, becomes a whole new, different set of variables, also. True. So. Like these are kind of problems which people create already. You know, people create for themselves. It didn't exist back then. It was much more simple, also. But people would say, like, you know, you have to move with the times and everything. Yeah, I have to move with the times. But the thing is, like, if moving in the times means that I am 
you're gonna be having more problems, right? And I kind of don't want to move with the times, also, you know. I rather want to stay and be, have life a lot more simple. Isn't there much more joy and isn't there much more, you know, simplicity in living that kind of life? I think there is. Because there's not a lot of problems or so. Like, problems is problems. Everybody will have problems. But there's, again, that a problem shouldn't come out of something which is not a problem. Which is what it is today. Lah. It, some, a problem can come out from something which was never a problem in the first place. Like, 20, 30 years back, it was never a problem. But it became a problem already today. You know? I, I think, honestly, the world, the world right, is shifting into a very uh, different direction. Lah. But I think... It is expressive, right? And yeah. also, I think people, they kind of are testing out where we can go with this. Uh, and, you know, we don't know how. Is it like, it looks like it's the research phase now or the explorative stage now. Yeah, definitely, definitely, right? yeah. Uh, but I think also people are becoming more, let's say become, people are becoming more woke, for example, right? Yeah. Then there are people who are also becoming more and more sensitive to uh, certain things, you know, mm. and they are more vocal and more expressive about those things, lah. Correct. But then again, uh, when they are given something that is not towards their liking, right? Then, mm. you know, they have something to like. You want to start a movement. You want to start something to cancel something or more mentality. I think that's. I don't think it's a very good way to do it, lah, because people disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, so they are. You can by you cancelling them means what? Your, their opinions are not relevant, is it? Like, what exactly, is that? Yeah. Why is your opinion relevant then? Yes, exactly. Right? So, are we just going to keep cancelling each other all the way? <laughs> and, and this whole vicious fucking cycle, right? Like, yeah. where the fuck is this going to go? You yeah. know, in a sense? That becomes unfair, you yeah. know? Then whatever that is my point of view is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It gets thrown out the window. So, you know, Where's my freedom in that? You know, yeah, I'm I thought we were talking all about freedom. Yeah, right? I thought we were talking yeah. about freedom, right? Because having you know society accept you is about having freedom, because you want that freedom for people to accept you also. So where is the freedom in people who gets cancelled also? Yeah. Of course, there is things which is outrightly wrong to me, right? There are things which you shouldn't say, you shouldn't do. There's a code of conduct of there society, is, There is yeah. a code of conduct. But the code of conduct right now, literally, it is getting mishandled already. People are tweaking it here and there, you know, seeing where they can change just to fit the bill of whatever life they think that is okay for them. Whichever benefits, whichever, benefits them. Yep, whichever benefits them. Lah. Um, does that become fair? I don't think that becomes fair. If anything, that is unfair, you know? Yeah. Because fair will be a very relative statement to, like, you know, like, say... True, yeah. Uh, what is fairness, you know, like, in a sense where... 50 people benefits from this fairness and let's say 10% of those people are or like 10 people don't benefit from it. Yeah. Is that still fair? Or it has to be all 100% you know uh, and these people all has to be treated fairly despite whatever background you come from mm-hmm. no matter how much money you have yep. uh, let's say you're getting this amount of money that's it that's what you're getting yep. or how is fair you know like what's that like? Exactly so it's like what is fairness or so I don't think that we'll ever find what is fair because there's always some Tom, Dick or Harry will, who will say it's unfair. But um, at the same time also, there has to be common ground. Lah. And if, it's, if the common ground is established and just you know a minority of people disagrees, then I think that that is still fine. But if you have a whole 
like group of people, a lot, a large percentage, which is who doesn't agree with it, right? I think there's something to look at also. So right now it's like it becomes, yeah. It, it Wouldn't that be like cancel culture, bro? With that would be cancel culture in a sense also, but it's kind of for a good cause, I would say. But then again, it be- it becomes like very opinionative also. It becomes very subjective also, you know. Mm, cancel culture to me is cancelling somebody like it's not cancelling like yes it's cancelling somebody but I think it's, it it comes from a point where you j- because you don't like the guy or don't like his message or so you know uh, but it's different uh, I, I, I think it's different you know I I think that cancel culture is more because you don't like that person lah it's a per- uh, it has to be a personal reason lah. But it stems from something. It stems because the guy said something you don't like. If you if you don't like, you want to cancel the guy because you don't like how he look. I think that's fucked up. Okay, <laughs> but then if it's for something or a message that he's preaching out, then you know that's also kind of fucked up to me also because uh, everybody is kind of have a freedom to say also. You know. Yeah, true. I mean, like if you find of like, just find any value within those things, then. I yeah. think, yeah, you know, if you don't, then just don't listen to it, lah. You know, yeah, like exactly. The thing is, you like just don't listen to it. It's, it's, it's scary to those people, why? Because they don't want, you know, people to listen to some of the things that other people say because they don't want them to get influenced, you know. But then, at the, yeah, w- yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why is it your job to have, you know, to control whether people? want to listen to or want to get influenced at the end of the day it's just whether the guy wants to or not only lah you know you shouldn't have a part to play in this that means you're trying to mold the world or society in whatever you think is fit mm. but isn't that what we all are trying to do yes I believe so so but I think that there should be some level of like fairness and empathy also lah mm. you know Again, whatever that I say right now, somebody might have a different thought. Then the thing is, I'm not going to cancel them. I want to listen to whatever he or she has to say. Maybe I'm wrong or maybe I have things which can be eye-opening that you know, he or she can say to me that make me more aware. And that has happened before. Like I, have, like, I had a gay friend also that told me things that, okay, you know what? I never really thought about that also. I can't really remember what he said. But there was a few moments where, okay, you know, I kind of get it also. No, I'm not gonna cancel you just because of that. No, what? No, like you have to understand on this on that. So okay lah. No, I totally understand. So like, I see. The, the retaliation is too. Yeah, the is yeah the like the retaliation is too too brutal. Also, like I don't like you, I cancel. I don't like you, I, can, I don't like what you say, I cancel. But then maybe you should sit down and talk and everything. But then the the talking becomes kind of funny also to me lah. Cause what do you think, bro? <laughs> deserve to be cancelled? Example, if let's say someone. Uh, let's say, for example, since you're doing tattoo, right? for yeah, example, yeah, let's yeah. say uh, someone mistreat uh, someone or like touch certain areas that are not supposed to be touched. Okay. Uh, sensitive things, that things like that, you know, do you think they deserve to be cancelled? Um, I think that there is certain ethics and certain things people do which is just unquestionably has to be cancelled. You know, I put you, okay, I, I put an example. There's a certain level of empathy that I have mm-hmm. until it goes above that point that I just cannot get you anymore. Like I I I don't I don't I don't get it. Okay. Uh, things like child molestation, 
um, rape, child rape. Um, some people like to fuck animals, like you know that this kind of things. Like I just don't get what what the hell you get, <laughs> you know. I I don't get it. Why? So those things to me has that there is no, there's nothing that the person can say that is gonna make it sound okay. Those things, yes, outrightly, no. Because you're hurting someone? Yeah, or like yes, because you're hurting somebody. Like At the end of the day, you shouldn't hurt somebody also. Physically first lah. Mm. You know? Um, okay, then I put to, put another scenario lah. Um, men hitting women. Mm. Wow, that one, this topic very very touchy, very sensitive. Why? Because growing up, you thought that that is something that men shouldn't do. But, you know, we've seen videos and we've seen cases where outrightly, right, the woman literally is having, is playing UFC with the guy lah. But the guy's not doing anything back. And how are you supposed to stop that? Alamak, then slap one time, then straight away, you know, suddenly we become the villain already. Is that fair? I don't think that's fair, honestly. But then when you're put in a situation where you have to defend yourself, or you don't want to get constantly hit physically, then isn't the only viable option is to hit back? I think that that is how we are programmed to do. It's literally going against your flight and f- uh, fight or flight response. No? Like if somebody were to hit you outside, right? You, your first reaction is to, okay, depends on the situation. Lah. You know, somebody has a knife, I will run away. But you know, if it's, a, it's like a fight, no, my reaction is to fight back. That is just how the reaction is supposed to be like. But then, I have to dim it down. You know? I have to kind of put myself in space. Okay, okay, don't hit, don't hit. Tahan until when? You know? Yeah. Stoic, bro. Stoicism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> become stoicism. So again, <laughs> what is the next step? I, like, for example, like, some of the things that maybe like, people can do is like, okay, maybe you go and see what's your threshold. Five hits, ten hits, then after that, you give warning, then give second warning, then by the second warning, you say, you, I you swear, you hit me another time, then I have to stop this. No. Then after that, you do what you got to do, then suddenly, uh, become the villain and you, alama, like that, like, not fair, sia, bro. <laughs> you know, it's like you're playing like Mortal Kombat, no? the guy like hitting you so many times. Then you kena already, then suddenly you come out one special move, then the guy die, then they cannot already. But in the end, cannot already, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's, it's just that's just the way it is, also lah, you know. Yeah. Some things we have to like kind of have the common ground, also lah. Okay. All right, right. We're back with a cup we're of. Uh, back. Yo, zero. shout out to Zai. What's <laughs> up, bro? You, you from just now? <laughs> shout out to Zai. Yeah. Shout he out to Zai. Wants to be Zai. shout out, right? Yeah, he wants to be shout out. So basically, Zai is my friend. A uh, gay friend lah, not really gay lah. Man. You see now I say that I'm like, <laughs> no lah, he's just my bro. Uh, shout out to Zai for being awesome lah. Bro, you shared with me personally off the podcast, right? Yeah. You know, like how you were brought up by literally every uh, woman or brought you mm, up yeah. in a way, right? Then yeah, there's, there's, was there any like masculine role model that that played in your life or things like that that you look up to or? Yeah, so definitely every every boys <laughs> or most boys will say this like it's their mom lah. That is definitely my role model also. Uh, because I grew when my father left, I I grew up my sister, 
my auntie, my grandmother, and my mother. So four women. I'm the only guy. Somebody had to take up the mantle of being the masculine figure, the provider also. Mm. And it's, ve- it's not rare, but then in some cases, there are you know, certain individuals that, that will take up that mantle. The mother has to take up that mantle also. But to do a good job, that's a whole other story also. Because I, you know, I've heard of stories where you know, they do things to whatever extent they can, but sometimes they don't do a good job also because they have to deal with whatever cards they are being dealt with also. Lah. Okay. Um, again, so, th- and that, that to me brings out the masculinity in, in a woman lah, to really be like how a father figure should be to provide. I think that is commendable lah. And that's what my mom served as also when when I was growing up also lah. So that is an aspect of her which I, I greatly appreciate also. So going down the road, maybe my mother will hear this podcast one day lah. Is is something which I'm grateful for also lah. Thank you to John also lah for like letting me do this right. I think one day <laughs> most welcome. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I think one day one day maybe she can listen to this. I will slide you the the, the two dollars later. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Twenty dollars, lah. So yeah, maybe one day she can listen to this. Um, get a better understanding of how her son is at this point in life, uh, because right now, currently, it's like I I don't really can and have these conversations with her. So, cause okay. some of the things can be conflicting, also. So I would totally avoid it, also. Uh, you know, as I say, it's a bit more traditional, also. Um, but then. If you kind of like laid out there and give me the space to talk without having any, you know, like conflict or interruptions, right? There might be a point to take out also. Lah. Same thing with my mom as well. So it's like if she says something, if I don't say anything, maybe I can hear something that, that you know, she has a good point also. Lah. Mm. Yeah, but then definitely lah, role model, my mom taking up the mantle, that's, that's, that's number one lah, to me. Is is that why the reason you know on the conquest to like find out what is masculinity is also you know is that the one of those reasons also like I think that is definitely where it stems from also okay. because somebody can be growing up with a very masculine figure and I cannot stress this enough where I've listened to different podcasts and different people saying it right growing up as a boy, right? It is extremely important for you to have a masculine figure in your life, to have that guiding light also, um, because at some point in life, like you, you kind of need that that kind of entity in your life, lah. Okay. So growing up without one, I think is is tough, you know. Um, so when you kind of grow up already, when you like maybe in twenty something, like how I am right now, you want to find out what is it like also, like wh- what is the difference, ah. And what being masculine is also lah, mm. uh, and you know because of whatever circumstances I was dealt with, I these are the questions that I pose on myself also lah, and I can't help it, you know, right? Because you kind of live life like that already, and then after that, these are the questions that I have lah, due to whatever outcome that was being 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 dealt with lah, or mm. you know whatever that was being served to me also lah, so yeah. That's basically I, I applaud you for doing that, bro. Because yeah, like thanks, yeah. it is amazing, bro. Like you're you're not going to just be a product of the situation, right? But Correct. rather, you know, if you want to 
try to change something and find out something about yourself Correct. that is deeper and then it's also more enlightening for yourself, I guess. Correct. In some way. La, in guess. some way. And, and as much as I make it sound to be about me, I honestly don't think it is. Uh, because there are... i give you an example, actually. Like when I was still living in Pasiris, right? I had a neighbour last time. Um, and then his parents, like midway, I think 18 or something, went through a divorce. Then he is like asking me also la, about you know, some of the stuff which I went through also. And I had another friend whose parents went through a divorce also when he is, li- li- I think last year his parents went through a divorce. Then the first person that he called was me. I did not expect to be the person that people would call when they, 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 they yeah, when p- their parents made a divorce. But for some reason, like, they call me, you know. So if I can serve as being that kind of like, to whatever extent, they, like uh, a helping hand, right? Then I think that 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 means my job is done also, lah. Like I I've done something positive, you know. Even Your experience is not for nothing, My experience is not for nothing. It doesn't go in vain. Um. Again, like whatever you do, if you're doing something right, honestly, there's gonna be a bunch of people who doesn't like you, like you for being you, so lah. But um, this is what I always tell people. Also, is like if there is ten people, and then eight or nine don't like you. But one really does and really, really resonates with your message, right? Your job is done. You just need to live for that just that one person or one or two people. Because the message will pass on also. And then at the end of the day, that's what that matters. Uh. It's, it's not about the other nine or eight people who dislikes you. It's just for that one or two people who actually, you know, you can help. So if you can help, if I can help those kind of people, then to me, it's, it's okay. You know, It's done already, done deal. Close book. <laughs> Would that be your, like, your life mission in the coming future, you know, where yeah. people are going through certain difficult times, uh, you have experienced, they come to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say necessarily come to me, but then it's just that, just like how I told John also, like, I am quite, um, you know, some people tell me, like, hey, why, why, why don't need to, like, uh, say or need to post something, like, you know, something along those lines, like, but, you know, I'm just being very, transparent and I'm just being me like there's certain things which I might say or post that other people might not agree with for example but then no I'm just I'm just like saying me I'm not saying that you should you know um, take the message wholeheartedly but again it, it serves as a guiding light for some people also so as long as it helps people then okay lah it's a different story if nobody resonates with my message and nobody likes me like, you know, like, that means there is probably something wrong with me, lah. <laughs> you know? But then, if p- there's still people, you know, having this kind of thoughts about me, then I, I think it's okay. It's fine. Does, does this, this things all equate to your, like, purpose, you know? How, how does it... And, and do you know what's your purpose in this phase right now? Mm, yeah. Uh, I think being in your 20s is... is it's a very dire point in people's life also. Like you need to find out your purpose in a sense also. Um, some people find it later, which is fine. You know, but to me, like, if you can find it right now, it gives you more foundation and ground to build apart, uh, upon on also. Um, my thing is this, um, when you talk about purpose in life, right, is that it can sound very philosophical, but then nobody really truly dies. 
Because until now, there are people who you know, talk about my grandfather, for example. Pass away, but still talk. So you kind of still live on in other people's conversations as well. It's kind of still alive in that sense. Um, so my purpose, I believe, is just to live out through that only. Like whatever I do, if it can impact and it can help people in a sense, in whatever aspect lah. At the end of the day, everything dies. So when that happens, right, just make sure that, I just want to make sure that, you know, there is a lot of good things that people are going to say about me also, of how I've helped them, be it if it's in a physical manner, being a personal trainer, or be it even in an emotional sense, you know, or even ethically, any sense or so, I think it's really important for me to serve that purpose in life. Because if I do that, then, you know, I never really truly die, you know, in a sense. Yeah, so that's that. Even if you, you think about everybody, you know, you know, prophets or people who are really prominent figures, um, they never really truly die. And there are still books about them and everything. So, yeah, so that's... that's that's basically like ever living la. It's sempaternal la, they would say, you know, ever everlasting. So you kind of do want to be remembered also like in some ways, you know. Yeah, for sure, of course. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't um tell people that I don't want to be remembered. I wanna be remembered, of course I wanna be remembered, but I wanna be remembered for something which is good, you know. <laughs> don't wanna be remembered for something which is bad. Um I want to be remembered as a funny guy, you know. Uh, somebody that adds value to, to somebody else's life. I think that is very important as well. It can be through my demeanor. It can be through my jokes. It can be through when you have heart-to-heart -heart talks. Whatever it is, lah, you know. Yeah. Whether I have maybe aspired somebody to get back on their feet, you know, do things for themselves. Anyway, if I can serve that purpose, is I can close the book. Uh. It's, it's really, it's really uh, important to me. It's, it's very interesting, you know, like, I mean, if you would think this way, like, it's a very realistic standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we don't know when we are going to die, right? Yeah, but that's the only thing which is, you know, even actually in Islam, they say also, like, like um, that's the only thing that is certain in life is just death, right? Yes. Yeah, that, everything will die also lah. So, yeah, that's... And it's, and it's the, the best thing is, you know, like, either one of us, right now, right here, right, mm -hmm. we, right here, right now, we will kick the bucket. We don't know who first, yeah. or who will be at whose funeral. Exactly. You bro. know, that's how fucking realistic this shit is, it right? It is, now. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, my mother always tells me, like, um, she's leaving my stepdad, right? Um, my stepdad's really like sick right now, so like, but he always she always tells me like, um, I have to take care of him. But at the end of the day, like, who knows that I might be the one who goes first, and that's to me very real. You know, you have your mom say that to you, right? It's it's like no bullshit lah. It's it's real because anything can happen. You know, it's very sudden. Life is very very uh fragile. very fragile. You know, one day you're here, you're breathing, and the next moment you're gone or so. Something happened, yeah. yeah. So, like, just just enjoy life and make sure you have a positive impact. Also, I don't have a negative impact on people. You know, I don't. I don't think that there's anything good that comes out of that. Also, lah, you know. 
so, so what is the one thing that you would say to the audiences, right, that uh, to encourage them if, let's say, if they are in a certain place right now, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, how would your conversations and your thinking actually uh, be beneficial for them? Number one is get disciplined. I think that is a lot of, a lot of good that comes out from getting disciplined. You know, um, if you can just have that aspect in your life, right? no matter how sh shit your life might be right now, okay, but if you just take the first step of getting disciplined, it can be whatever aspect. Lah. I'm not saying you straight away wake up and go and go hike up or go and run 1,000, eat, eat 10 eggs straight away. No, lah, you know, don't do that. But, you know, if it's something as simple as making up your bed, for example, you know you've been lacking, which I also sometimes don't do, so, you know, I'm not perfect. But just go ahead and take the first step and do. And I think The Rock said it the best. Um, there's, there's, there's two things. Uh. Number one was that um, discipline, actually. Uh, so kind of covered that also. So number two is actually something which people are kind of lacking right now, I believe. It's, the word is communication also. Because communication. communication, yeah. Because like, this, he said this, he said that uh, balance is a term that you people throw around. Like, I need to find balance in my life, which is very important. But you know, you got mouths to feed, you got bills to pay and everything. And sometimes it does get to you also. So how do you find that balance also? I think communication plays a very important role. Why? Because if you would just reach out to some people who you know is, is, is worth right or you can reach out to and just say, hey, I am having trouble finding balance in my life. I think, honestly, there's a lot of people who would actually come and help, honestly. Like, there are. People just think that, you know, I'm, I'm out here, I have to do this alone. Only. But yeah, you have to kind of do it alone also. But then, honestly, there is a lot of people who you can, you know, count on also. And that would help you also, you know. People are going through some things that... Nobody's perfect, yeah. yeah. Like, people go through some stuff. And then, like, you just reach out to your friends and that they can help you as well. Yeah, yes, everything is there, lah. So, like, like people, people are there to, to to help you also at the end of the day. So, it's a support system, everybody. Every human being to me is just a support system for the next. Also, you have to help each other in a sense. All right, bro. We are running out of time. All right. So I think thank you for sharing all your thoughts and, and you know all the things about. Uh, the things that have happened to you, the experiences, and you know the reason of uh, your tattoo and stuff. Yeah. And I uh, really appreciate, man, for being so real and authentic. You know, uh, that's something I really uh, like and always liked about you. Yep. You know, being very real and yeah, don't, just don't get, uh, John. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> shout out to Zai. <laughs> shout out to Zai. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, man, that, that's cool, man, bro. I think I really appreciate it, lah. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that, man. Thanks, thanks for doing this, bro. Alright, thank you for still uh, still going. The tattoo still ongoing, uh, guys. Yeah, tattoo still ongoing. Still yeah. not done yet. Uh, yeah. he off this thing, I still gonna go through. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me also, lah. Alright, shout out to Zai. <laughs> okay. Alright. Okay, cheers, man. Bye.